go talk to the talented play-by-play voice and a TV guy in Detroit of your Detroit Lions. Dan Miller is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. How are you? I, I don't know. I'm doing good, by the way, Dan. But I, I don't know if I've ever had a roster day period, this 24, 36 hours, whatever you want to call it. I know we're going to get the practice squad and any other roster changes at 6 p.m. tonight. I'm hearing out of Detroit that there there is a ton of interest. I don't know if it's a massive cut that they do now uh, from 90 to 53 or whatever that final number is on the top side, but there is more talk about the final roster with the Lions than ever before, and I think – a big part of that is that the Lions had to let go some talented players, and that tells you that this team may have more depth in areas than ever before. I think all those things are true. I think absolutely it's it's the best roster that we've seen uh, them deal with top to bottom in a, in a while, and the bottom of that roster is still full of some intriguing guys like a Starling Thomas that I think fans were hoping they could find a way to keep, but there just wasn't really any way to – to keep all of them. Um, and, you know, there's other guys that will be back on the practice squad that I know they're intrigued by. And I think that, that that's just an example of what happens when you get better and you want to see your team keep as many good players as possible. And I think also, you know, throw in the fact that you have some guys coming back off injuries that figure into it now that, that haven't maybe in the past. Nebi owns Enrique, uh, Romeo Oquara, Charles Harris, guys that had been hurt in the past that are now taking up roster spots and each of those roster spots that are taken up, that's a conversation that you have to maybe let go of a younger guy or, or somebody that you feel might have some potential. So um, I think there are times where we can certainly overstate what some of these guys are in the big picture of the NFL and whether or not they'll actually ever play a big role. But the closer you get to a good roster and a deep roster, the less overstated those things are. The only surprise for me, really, from the initial 53-man roster, Dan, was keeping only two running backs, and Cabinda is more of an H-back, full-back blocker, but Montgomery and Gibbs, that tells me they believe they're going to get Reynolds back on the practice squad, or there's a running back out there that could serve as their three-back. Yeah, and I think there are, and I think they were comfortable with that, that even if Reynolds was to get claimed, that they would be able to find somebody and... and you know, you've certainly seen the same list of, that I have of running backs that are out there that, that might be available and that are now available. So I think they were comfortable with that. I think they're comfortable with the fact that they can add one of the 53, or if they have them on the practice squad, they can use a, you know, the game day elevations that, that get put out over the weekend before a game, and, and they'll be able to fill out the roster. They won't uh, go into Kansas City thin on running backs, and I, I just think that it's exactly what you said. They were confident that – you know, if Reynolds got claimed, they would re-sign Snell. If if something happened to both those guys, there'd be other running backs out there that they'd be comfortable with at at running back number three. Um, so yeah, it's it certainly it catches your eye because it leaves you thin. But I think the feeling is that they can certainly find somebody to plug in very quickly if they have to. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, joining us on the Rose Stumberg Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show. Across Michigan, wide receiver roster and the five that are part of it from the 53-man initial uh, release. Uh, I guess Drummond and uh, Green might have been the only drama at the end. Coda, if he didn't get banged up, uh, could have been in that mix. Maurice Alexander, 
hey, Raymond can return kicks, so I figured he was the odd guy out. Same thing with Trinity Benson. Uh, your thoughts on the receiver core minus JMO for the first six games? Yeah, I still feel like if, if there was one place that they could have used maybe a veteran-type player that can play at a high level, that might be it. But rosters aren't perfect. And they're going to try to utilize Gibbs and utilize Laporta to try to make up for some of that. Um, but, look, I, I think Green showed the reason that they drafted him. He's got to do it more consistently. And he's got to prove that he can run a full route tree. But, you know, he's got blazing speed. He's got good hands. And when he showed that in that final preseason game, I think that's exactly what they were looking for. And, look, teams are always reticent to let go of guys they drafted him because they drafted because they drafted him for a reason. And there's, there's skills and traits there that they like, and, and his are size and speed and an ability to make big plays, which he showed at North Carolina and he showed in that final preseason game. But, you know, I think going in with, with Amon Ra and Marvin Jones and Reynolds and, and uh, Khalif Raymond, they feel like they're in good shape. And in particular, when you're able to work some of these other guys into the passing game, as they will with, as I said, Laporta and Gibbs. And Montgomery's a, a really nice pass catcher as well so um yeah a little bit of drama because of the way the guys played appears that drummond is back on the practice squad and you know we'll see what happens with coda in the long run but i think you know drummond is still an intriguing guy that they will continue to work with uh you know in allen park and if something was to happen to somebody i think they feel like he's a guy that they might be able to plug in at some point if they had to you know, Dan, we've had a a lot of off-season conversations, and one of the holes or, you know, when the season ended after that Sunday night win at Lambeau was, did they have enough depth on the defensive line? And now I'm looking at 12 guys they kept at least on the initial 53-man roster, all seven of their top edge rushers and five interior players. I think that sends a big message that they're going after quarterbacks and they're looking to stop the run. Well, I think it's it's one of the most intriguing parts of the team is how far those guys can come. And, you know, guys like James Paschal and Levi Onzerike that have been hurt, how big a roles can they play? Those are two second-round draft picks that have a ton of talent. Can they now, you know, utilize that talent and make a difference at this level? I think that if they can, that's huge for these guys. Aline McNeil, new body, new look. He's got... You know, quickness that we haven't seen from him before. Aiden, year number two. James Houston, year number two. Um, Harris and, and um, O'Quara coming off of injuries. So I think there's there's a lot there to like. Uh, Bugs obviously carved out a big role for himself last year. Uh, Benito Jones is a guy that is that has played well at times and, and you know, provided rotational help. So I, I think that there are – they've got to be better against the run. They were better – getting after the passer towards the end of last year. I think they could be better getting after the quarterback this year, and I think they will definitely be better against the run. Can't be much worse. They were terrible last year uh, and got better towards the end of the year. So I'm intrigued by that defensive line. That, to me, is is one of the areas that if it can improve to the level that I think they've got the, the potential to improve, that obviously helps your linebackers, it helps your defensive backs, and it really is going to elevate that defense. They've got a lot of bodies there, a lot of pieces kind of floating around, how Aaron Glenn puts them all together, and then the, how those guys actually produce, I think goes a long way towards telling the story of the football team for this, this season. But I really believe there's some nice potential there for them to, to lead a defense that, that doesn't just get better, but might actually be pretty good. 
I'm looking at depth at linebacker now with the six backers they kept. And the secondary, to me, has more talent than at least going into a season. And I'm talking with everybody healthy, including Mosley. They have more talent going into a season than any secondary I've ever seen in Detroit. Uh, it's certainly up there on anyone that I can remember. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, it is a confident secondary, which is good as well. I think C.J. Gardner-Johnson has provided, you know, the word that Aaron Glenn uses is energy for this group. And just a, a you know, brash nature to this defense. I mean, I was talking to um, Aline McNeil, and he, he told me, he said, look, it all starts with C.J. And he's just... Uh, provided so much, I think, for these guys, and, and I think he's he's just a force of personality, and I think it's it's been an important ad. But just overall, in terms of that secondary, having Cam Sutton, who's just a steady cornerback, a pro who's played in big games out there, and getting Tracy Walker back, and having Kirby Joseph in year number two, and Jerry Jacobs, who's healthy and and you know provides some swagger to that defense as well, and he's. He's a good player. I mean, I think we've found that out about Jerry over the years. And then CJ and Brian Branch who's just been probably the find of training camp so far. And then, you know, it's he's a second round pick, so you don't like to say a surprise, but I think it has been kind of surprising how quickly he's come along and that he has forced his way, it appears, into the starting lineup when a lot of people thought this might be something of a red shirt year for him with those, you know, three guys in the secondary all being brought in from off the team in free agency last year. But He's just been so good that the coaches can't keep him out of the game. So, yeah, I think it's it's potentially really good. But, again, they're going to be as good in many ways as what happens in front of them. And if that defensive line is able to make plays, then I think all of a sudden you can look back there and you say between Branch, Kirby Joseph, and C.J., you got some guys that really have a lot of ball skills and have the ability to take the ball away, and that could be exciting. He's exciting on the call with Lomas Brown, TJ Lang, and the crew. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, week from tomorrow night, eight days away. Lions and the Chiefs kicking off the NFL season in Kansas City, man. Just a little over a week away. One final thought. If there is a quarterback's fine in my book now with Bridgewater, who I thought looked good. I know it's preseason, but just getting comfortable in Detroit, good enough to be a second teamer if golf got hurt. Uh, bring him back, uh, the money badger, and sign and re-sign Michael Badgley. The rumor that was out there yesterday, they were looking for a kicker with Riley Patterson. It doesn't seem that Patterson has impressed the coaches a lot, and the re-signing of the money badger means that there's still a fight for a position here over the next week? Yeah, I, I, I'd keep your eyes on it, too. I, I wouldn't guarantee anything, but if they were looking, I would imagine they're still looking. Um, it just the, the weakness that those two guys have is distance. And you're talking about two guys that, that are not going to be booming 55, 58-yard field goals. And, and I'd say really up to 55, a good deal of your kickers now are pretty comfortable in this league. It's far from a sure thing, but... You know, I think seeing him hit the crossbar from 53 the other night, remembering Badgley, you know, not hitting from 53 against uh, Minnesota last year, I think that was another one that kind of, you know, opened their eyes a little bit. So I, I think 
if they see somebody that's got a little bigger leg but can still bring the consistency that these two guys bring, I think they would probably make a move. Short of that, these are the two guys that you've got. And they're both solid NFL kickers who I think are just challenged a little bit by distance. And I think that that's really just what it comes down to is just neither one of those guys has the big booming leg that you're going to look to to feel comfortable 50-plus. Um, so if they, that would probably be the one thing that I would keep an eye on is if there's somebody out there like that. And again, um, you know, a lot of those guys are spoken for. It's not really the time to, to necessarily feel like you're going to find one of those guys standing on a street corner. Dan Miller, Voice of the Lions, checking in here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Dan, always appreciate uh, the conversation. Have a great Wednesday evening. I appreciate it. You do the same. Thank you.